NHL teammates for 13 seasons. Now back together as on-air teammates. You are listening to the Cass and Juice podcast. Hockey, life, and other stuff. Here are your hosts, Ryan Kessler and Kevin Bieksa. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 12, Cass and Juice. We uh, got a good one today. I'm your host, Kevin Bieksa. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm your host, Ryan Kessler. And with me, as always, the coach that just beat the number one team in the nation for the 07 group in Quebec City in the Quebec tournament, Kevin Bieksa. Spoiler How's alert. Going, juice. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Good, buddy. Good. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, big day for us to for junior ducks hockey today. We just uh we upset a number one team in the country. So big OT win. How's uh how's Cali? We did like a little bit of a reversal. Yeah, I thought I was gonna see you when I was in town and then uh I heard you're gonna be in Quebec. Uh Cali's good, man. It, it went to Disney today. Just your spread spread so thin while you're here. You you gotta try to see everybody and and uh, you know you try not to tell everybody you're in town. But that kind of went out the out the window. Yeah, you're so popular. I actually planned this Quebec Pee Wee tournament for when you were going to be in California. <laughs> Shocker! Because we see we see each other so much, and we're gonna see each other. This uh, this Monday because we're working trade deadline together. That's Monday, February twenty fourth. So what a, what a time of the year this is! Uh, it's going to be an interesting one, right? It's it, there's always so much speculation and everything, and then we've been through a lot over the years. And I mean, I don't know. It's going to be. I don't know what's going to happen this year. Do you? Do you have a crystal ball? Yeah, yeah. I don't have a crystal ball, but um, I'm thinking a whole lot of nothing. That's the way it usually. A lot of bark, no bite. Yeah, we can get into that later though. I got I got thoughts on that. Good. I hope you do. And then we'll talk we'll talk more about this Quebec Pee Wee tournament. You played in it. I'm coaching right now. We're in the uh quarterfinals. Kind kind of some of the things I'm I'm interested to hear your opinion because I'll tell you some of the things I like and dislike about the tournament and see if you had similar experiences twenty years ago when you were here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to hear. Hopefully bring back some memories for me. And then our first Czech guest ever, uh, David Riddick. Big save, Dave. This guy's a character. <laughs> Big save, Dave. You know he's the starting goalie now for the Calgary Flames. First year as a number one starter. So yeah, it's uh, kind of came out of nowhere, and and he he's doing well for himself. First all all star game this year. So you guys are gonna enjoy it. Trust me. Yeah, he's he's an entertaining guy. I I, I briefly spoke with him at the all star game this year. And I could just get the feeling like this guy likes to talk. He likes the camera. <laughs> He's got the broken English. It makes every story and every chirp he says even more funny. So looking <laughs> forward to talking to him and hearing his side of uh, the Battle of Alberta, the, his version, I guess. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to to hear the flip side and, and about the stick toss and everything like that. Giddy up. Let's go. Let's go. So trade deadline's coming up this Monday, February 24th. Uh, it's the days leading up to it that there's usually more action. Uh, every year, it seems like there's a letdown. But Kess, like, what do you remember? Like, what are some of your stories and what are some of the trades you remember over the years that stand out? You know, I think the first one that stands out for me is mine um, or the lack thereof of my oh. trade. Oh. <laughs> Let's start somewhere different. Let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
sitting in Phoenix and, and the whole, we have practice that day and, and the whole day you think you're getting traded and then it, it doesn't happen and you hear rumors why and um, you hear I was traded and then it got nixed and who, who knows what happened, but. Um, I do. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you do know. I think I do too. Um, did you ask for the trade? I did ask for the trade. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, ownership really wanted to trade me. I don't think management really wanted to trade me. But at the same time, I think it was a good time to split. Um, seeing that I wanted another shot at, at winning a cup. And, and they were obviously going to start rebuilding. Um, yeah. Uh, but to be honest, other trade deadlines, take it back to my first year in the league before the, before the salary cap. And that's when trade deadline was trade deadline. That's when all like the trade deadline shows started because there'd be 30, 40, 50 trades in one day. And I remember my first year we picked up probably six, seven guys and, and some guys didn't even play. We just traded for him for depth. And that was the year Vancouver won on that big, well, they wanted to go on the big run and they lost in seven games at Calgary. That was, you know, looking back on it, that was a, a team that should have did well in playoffs and, and they didn't. Well, I think trade deadline used to have more action back in those days because the salary cap was different back then. So you could still build your team by acquiring guys at July 1 and at the deadline, and you didn't have to rely on your draft picks as much as you do today. Now you have to you have to rely on draft picks today because you're paying big money to your star players, and you have to have you have to develop your guys. So draft picks are more valuable now than than ever. So I think that's why teams are so hesitant and reluctant to give up a third rounder, a second rounder, and, and certainly a first rounder. That's my opinion, at least. Oh yeah, and you don't have the money to stack your team like you used to. Like remember when you know the Ray Borks and uh, you know. Brett Halls used to get traded at the deadline or they got traded at the deadline to Colorado just to hopefully win a cup. And, and, you know, looking back on it, that, that was exciting for me as a kid to see a superstar in another Jersey. And, and you don't really know what goes behind it until, you know, you see it happen to your teammates and you see them have to get up and, and move cities and, and possibly move countries. Right. What do you think of my upper body right now? It's pretty good. eh? <laughs> did you shave or, or do you wax do you wax your chest or do you no. shave your chest no i have hair on my chest uh, for the record kess and i can see each other upper, through video upper chest no upper i got chest. i got hair on my chest right now it's actually so, it's a, it's a let good me paint you this picture he's he's sitting up and he's showing me basically his upper chest and and he has zero body hair no that's not true he has Don't a lie. neck scarf of like facial hair and then it goes completely bald. And then he has like 12-year-old boys uh, chest hair. <laughs> That's not even close to the truth. But um, let's get back to the trade deadline. <laughs> uh, do you remember the Higgins-Lapierre trade yep. in Van? The mm-hmm. one that kind of solidified our forward spot. What I remember about that is when Higgy came in, I think he was a little bit banged up. So he wasn't playing for a couple weeks. Lappy went right into the lineup. And Higgy was riding the bike and doing workouts. And Vino, if you remember correctly, made him do a fitness test. So we're end of February. Like you're in the middle of the season. You're tired. You've been grinding all year. And Vino made him do the VO2 
Remember the wedding? I don't gate? remember this. Oh, I remember because he came up to me and he goes, and he was like the new guy and he didn't really want to complain, but he was like, actually, you know what? I do remember this now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine doing to me too? Do you remember? Can you imagine doing those tests in the middle of the season? No. Uh, yeah. I hear, I hear guys are uh, guys around the league. I'm not going to name, name names or teams. They have to do a bike test right now too. What? Really? Name yeah. teams. Name names. Is it Ryan with Schmanaheim? <laughs> rhymes, rhymes with Tux. <laughs> Schmanaheim Tux. Yeah. You know what? When you're when you're at the bottom of the the basement though in the league, and you have a young young team, I can see them just wanting to test these guys every step of the yeah. way and see, see where see what at. they have. See where they are mentally and physically. I, I get it, but at the same time, it, it sucks going through it. We've, we've been there and we've done it before. I know when Edmonton back in the day, they when they were in the tank and they had all those first-rounders, you hear story about them doing fitness testings and skate tests in February because they're already out of playoffs, right? Yeah. Do you remember the Cody Hodgson trade? I, I remember he was just start and same thing. I think he requested – I think his agent requested a trade several mm-hmm. times – several times and they finally moved him at the deadline but prior to that he just kind of started to find his stride with us i thought he was starting to play his best hockey he was he was a different guy but he was starting to fit in and find like his little niche on, on our team he was the second yeah, unit power play right and then remember he gets dealt because we lost to boston the year before and kind of got beat up a little bit and bullied a little was, bit so they brought Casson. yeah yeah, I, I do remember that. I remember he came in kind of different, I would say. He he would have meetings with Vigneault and, and he would he'd demand ice time like Hank and mine, where he I, I remember Vigneault coming to me and telling me, Look at yours and Hank's ice time your first year in the league. And I think we we're both around like twelve thirty average ice time. And he's like, That's what Cody's getting. I'm like, he shouldn't have a problem with it. I, I have proof right here that you guys had to earn your ice time and that's what he's going to do. And I, I had no problem with it. But like you said, he he found his niche and he, and he was on the second power play unit and he was going into that role and, and he was starting to become a good player and then he, he asked for a trade. And, and I think we all know what happened to him after that. Go back to that. You you played 12 minutes. Uh, you and Hank were 12 and a half your first year. I'm pretty sure when I came to the team and Hank and Danny were in their fourth years, they were still playing just at 15 minutes. Like they, yeah, it 15, took them 16. It took them five, six years to get to 18 minutes a night. As it, yeah, same same with me. Yeah, like I wasn't playing anywhere near that until I played with Matt Sundin, which was 2009. So that's five years. Um, and even then, you know, you, if you, if you didn't play good, you'd get sad and you wouldn't play, you know, 18, 19 minutes. Nothing was given back then. Everything was earned. Even like the contracts, everything was earned. Like you didn't get paid on your, your second contract. Now there was no such thing as a bridge deal. It was, you know, it was entry level. Then it was your second contract. It was your third. And then usually your fourth was your big one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to earn, earn your contract. Or you Let's, sign an offer sheet. Yeah, or you get an offer sheet and then you go live in Seattle for a week while you're waiting for the team to <laughs> mull it over. Everyone, you think you're really hiding, but we're like, we know where he is. He's in the closest possible U.S. spot. He's in Seattle. You drove down to Seattle. 
I did, yeah. How'd you know that? I told you that. That's how you no, knew you it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I know everything about you. All right. Touché. What hotel? What hotel are you at right now in Cali? I'm at the the Newport Coast Marriott Villas. Oh yeah, yeah. that's where we had the ducks and tucks a few times, right? No, that's Balboa Bay. No, no. Where no. did we have the ducks and tucks? No, we had it out in Anaheim. And we had it at that hotel. I, that was a rhetorical question. I already knew the answer. We we've had it there before. In the uh, in the daytime. Okay. It wouldn't be ducks and tucks. It would have been uh fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show. Let's uh let's move on because we're gonna both be in Toronto on Sportsnet Monday, talking all day and all night about this. So we'll save some of our, our good stuff for that. But uh let's move on. So this is the 61st year of the Quebec Pee Wee tournament in Quebec City. The city is basically waits for this tournament. There's over 100 Pee Wee teams. So this this year it's 2007s that come in from Double B, A, Double AA, A, Triple uh, A. There's an academy league. There's teams from everywhere here. The, the city sold out all the hotels. They basically thrive on this two these two weeks. So, guess you played in it many many moons ago. Um, some of the some of the good things and the bad things like we're having we're having a good time we played and i'll go i'll get right into some of the things i don't like about it we've played two games in eight days we played two tournament games let's say in eight days so today was our second one we played the way it's structured terrible structure the first game everyone plays the first game and tell me if it was like this Kess, when you played all the winners all the teams that win their first game go in a separate bracket, all the losers go into a separate bracket. And then after that, it's basically single elimination. All the losers play each other until one team comes out of that bracket. All the winners play each other until one team comes out of that bracket. So before you answer this, there's there's an onus on teams and there's an incentive for teams to not win the first game because they have the same chance against the weaker teams. And there's been whispers around here. There haven't been whispers. There have been people like, complaining talking about teams throwing their first game just to get an easier draw can you believe that crap like but tell me was that the way the format was when you were here yeah it was you uh you got two games guaranteed and if you lost your second game you're out of the tournament so same same divisions winners and losers um we won our first game lost our second game against a vancouver-based team and uh, we were out of the tournament, but you still you stay there the whole time because you have exhibitions games, right? It's it's kind yeah. of a destination, and and it's all about the experience. But uh, I'm the same way. How many games have you played so far, and how long have you been up there? We've well, you I came after the city night, so you and mm-hmm. I were in van. But the team was here on Tuesday, a week a week yesterday. Sorry, a week. Uh, they've been here basically for nine days, and we played. Played a bunch of games, right? We played Bell Tire from Detroit. We played Slovakia. We played Adirondack. We played Honey Baked, Horkoff's team. That's number three in the country. We mm-hmm. played them in, a, in an exhibition game the other day, and, and they're an awesome team, and we were lucky enough to beat them. We beat Middlesex Day, which is number one in the country. We lost to Long Island in a sh- Listen to this one. <laughs> we, play a, we play a game against this Long Island team who's number seven in the country. And again, the rankings make what you want from them. It's some, probably mm-hmm. some loser in his basement doing it. But <laughs> we play this Long Island team and we're, we're playing the game and then it's over. Like we tie it late, it goes to overtime, and the referees are like, three shooters, shootout. 
And, and what we do is usually is a three on three for five minutes. And I'm like, really? And he goes, no time, no time. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we go to a shootout. Nobody scores from either team. They're like, game's over. And we're like, no, it's not. Like, let us go again. Like one sudden death. Both teams are like, no, sudden death. And they're like, no, sorry, there's no time. I'm like, I will pay for an extra hour of ice time so we can finish the shootout. And they're like, nope, sorry. And this goes on for like a minute. And I go, you realize we've been arguing for a minute. Like this game could have been over by now. So he goes to their coaches are like, one more shooter. Like we come all the way to Quebec. We spend all this money and you can't even let us take an extra shot because you think there's no time. So anyways, we ended up going and their team scores. Ours doesn't. We lose. But there's closure to it. So like Mm -hmm. you're just fighting for everything you get here. (laughs) Have you guys played in the mall yet with the bridge across the center ice? Guys went there today. I, I didn't go. That, is that worth seeing? Yeah, it's it's that's one of my memories. I I remember from there that and tobogganing and and with the team and I just remember all the dads would stand up on the bridge and they'd look down one end, then it'd go by center ice, and they'd have to walk to the other side of the bridge and and watch the play continue down there. It's it's pretty cool. Okay, I'll take a look at that. One one other thing. It's uh, I don't know if you billeted. Our kids yeah. are all billeting two per family. Did you do that? Yeah, I, I billeted it with one of my teammates, and and my fam my family's strict, but the family I, I was with was super strict. Like, no MTV, no TV really at all. Our TV was limited, and it was just a, a bizarre setup. But it added to the experience, and and I don't know how Cole's experience is, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was that good. That, that's, that's nice to hear. It's just tough. The, the kids are, they're 12, right? They're young. Cole's not used to staying at a stranger's house for 12 days in a row. His billet family, the, the husband or the dad, he speaks broken English. The mom and the little girl that lives there, they don't speak any English. And so throw, throw my shy son in it with his, his buddy, Will, who's also really shy. These kids stay in their room the whole day. They don't eat any food. They don't ask for anything. There's no communication. So it's a tough situation, right? Like it, and then you like look at two kids on our team or with Simon Gagne, who we played against in the NHL. So he's billeting a team. So he's like driving these kids around in a snowmobile, showing up to like practices and like all this snow gear. These kids are hot, like eating salmon, but like the night before game, <laughs> these kids are like just treated like royalty, right? So there's a little bit of a little diversity amongst the billet. So yeah, it's the luck of the draw. Eh? And and it is a different time now than when I went. I mean, that shit, it was probably 20 plus years ago that I went and just different generation, right? It is. The good parts, different uh, cultures here. So there's Slovakia, there's Czech, there's France, there's Romania, there's Hungary, there's all the Canada, U.S. teams. They're all there and they're all at this new beautiful arena where the uh, Quebec Ramparts play. It's called, it's called the Videotron. The center, Videotron, beautiful NHL rink that they built probably really? in, the, in the hope. So when you play on that rink, everybody's there watching, and it's really cool. They have the pin exchange. Did they have that when you were there? Yeah, they had the pin exchange. That's a big deal for kids. They have all, Everyone's got it, their own pins, and they trade I with I still other. have all mine. I still have all my pins. Cole can have them. They're all in a frame, and I, my uncle was there. He framed them all for me, and... I still have them from, uh, I'll take a picture and send it to you when I you get sh- back home. Yeah, you should. He, he'll take you up on that. But it's funny because our goalie today, they were all after our game. They're hanging out, trading with the different kids. And he goes to me, he comes up, he goes, 
I'm not trading with, and this is fitting because of our guest, you know, David Riddick. He goes, yeah. I'm not trading with those chat guys anymore. They drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like none of them speak English. And he's like, I'm just not trading with them. They try to rip me off and do like one small pin for a big pin. Like I'm not trading with those chaps. Like that's a prelude to Riddick. Uh, cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Uh, you know what else is cool? You mentioned the outdoor activities and the skating outside. There's a lot of ex-NHL guys here that are coaching. There's uh, mm-hmm. Hor- I mentioned Horkoff is coaching Honeybake. Uh, Brad Stewart is with the Kings. There's Matty Ellis. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He played with Buffalo yeah. for mm-hmm. years. Pomaville. A coin. Pomaville's son is a little bit younger. Stoner. He, he coaches in my age group. Stoner. <laughs> Clayton Stoner. Stone. <laughs> he runs and coaches the Vegas double A team. So we, we hung out with him a little. He's uh how's yeah, he, he doing? Was, he's doing really well. He asked about you and he said to say yeah. hi. But he's uh he's doing really well and he's running that whole program there and they're doing really good. This is the most prestigious hockey tournament, minor hockey tournament in the world. There's over a thousand players that have gone on to play in the NHL. And I'm just gonna read a couple names Brad Park, Gilbert Perot, Guy Lafleur. Marcel Dion, Bossy Gartner, Dennis Savard, Gretzky, Coffey, Francis, LaFontaine, Iserman, a guy named Mario Lemieux, I don't know if you've heard of him, Brad Hall, Patrick Waugh, Medano, Shanahan, Lindros, and Ryan Kessler. So that's a good list of hockey players. Well, and guys that play now, Kopitar, Perron, Kane, Larkin, McDavid, all those guys, right? And the list goes on. Um, it's, it's impressive. Uh, I didn't know that, and... Uh, you know, you look back and, and it's some of my best minor hockey league me- memories come from that. And, and to be honest, it's all in the arena you play in. You play in a big arena for the first time with a bunch of fans. And, and then, like I was telling you earlier, the uh, the mall experience, playing in the mall was pretty cool. So it's all in all, it's, uh, and, and to be honest, the billets, the billets do their best and, and we all have a good time there. Yeah, that's something I maybe should reiterate is the billets do their best and they care and they, this two weeks they set aside and they're dedicated to driving the kids around and and trying to feed them and they're a part of all the activities as much as they can. So overall, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a, it's an unbelievable experience for the kids and uh, we're doing well. We're, we're going to keep on going here and, and see how far Kess, Kess and, um, Ryan Getzlov were kind enough to send us a team video message wishing the kids good luck for this morning's game, and it worked. We showed them before the game, and then we're playing Pittsburgh uh, tomorrow, and John Gibson's already made a, me- a video message. So if we That's get awesome. through, yeah, if we get through them, who's left? Who's left to talk to on the Ducks that we our kids would even <laughs> Fowler Fizzle? Yeah, let's let's. Text Cam Fowler. I'm sure he'll do it. I think he's injured right now, so he's not doing anything. He's got nothing going on right now. Nothing. Nothing going on. Nothing going on. Boom. It's in your net. <laughs> What's that? What's that from? I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, that's from uh, Trent Yawning. Nothing going on. Nothing going on. Nothing going on. Boom! It's in your net. Oh, when he used to do his <laughs> when he used to do his video, he'd do the play by play. Yeah, look yeah. at this in the PK here. Yeah, we're in good position. Nothing going on. Nothing going on. Bam! Back of your net. We're like what? <laughs> what? He goes. That's how fast it could happen on the penalty kill. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Yans. Hey, let's talk. Uh, we got next 
David Riddick, big save Dave of the Calgary Flames coming up. You're listening to the Cass and Juice Podcast. Our next guest is the starting goaltender for the Calgary Flames right now. He was a 2020 NHL All-Star. And if you watched it, Cass, and the save streak, this guy was amazing. Probably had the most fun on anybody. He's, he's our first and probably only guest we'll ever have from the Czech Republic for obvious reasons. And <laughs> his nickname is Big Save Dave. And, and most people don't know this, but he's the only goaltender in the NHL that has Coca-Cola in his water bottle. It's David Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? I do my research, bud. Is that true? Uh yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, every every TV break, I I got a I got a couple couple shots of Coca Cola. Diet or or regular? No diet, regular for sure. Cass, <laughs> <laughs> what did you drink when you played? Uh, definitely not Coca-Cola. I can't remember well, the last time I drank Coca-Cola. That's impressive that you can play on that stuff. Obviously, it's working for you. Uh, yeah, sometimes. It's not, not really often <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, let's go back to um, the story about you, like how you got to the NHL. This is what I heard, and I, I'm super interested to hear your opinion. So the Czech scout for the Calgary Flames is over scouting a player. And it's not you. And he watches you play. You have an unbelievable game. So he requests some footage of you. So you guys get some highlight reels. You send it to the Calgary Flames goalie coach, George Sigalette. He reviews it. He really likes you. So you guys set up a phone call with the translator because you didn't speak English yet. How did that call go? Uh, still same uh, as now, right? Uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not even better now. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy phone call for sure. Uh, I think it was like seven guys on that on that uh, conversation. It was my agent, my Canadian agent, me. I think Siggy was there, Derek McKinnon, who's scout for Calgary Flames, and I'm pretty sure the Brett Traveling was there too. So it was kind of kind of painful painful phone call for me because I didn't understand even words. So so what did you talk about? Were you just like I say puck, I say ballpucks? Uh, honestly, I. I was talking uh, in Czech with my agent and he translated to them because uh, I'm not pretty sure if they want to hear that in that time in English. Yeah, but what were you saying in Czech to them? Were, you just, were they just asking you what kind of player you are? Or what were they like? Uh, I have no idea. There was, uh, was kind of like about everything, about family and uh, what I think if I want to go there, if, if I get wife and... Uh, you know, a lot, lot of personal things, and uh, for sure it was hockey side there too. Okay, so Jordan Sigalette brings you over here, really liked your game, and how, how has that relationship been with you? And how seems like he's doing a good job because you're at the All-Star game, you're, you dominate games, you're big save Dave now. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I didn't pick that nickname, so uh, thanks, <laughs> Calgary uh, fans. So... Uh, it's pretty nice. I mean, uh, if if I'm gonna go back to that question, I don't really know what what uh, what the scout uh, liked on me because that game was like six four or something like that. So that was kind of tough call by him, but uh, it is what it is now. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what Siggy did for me, it's awesome. And what's he doing uh, every day with me? It's it's unbelievable. He's working with me every day. We we go in earlier on the ice most of the times of the season and um, we working on the tiles. I mean, it's not about the big things in uh, 
in the NHL or uh, when you when you're playing pro, it's it's about the details and small things what you can improve and what you can be better. He tells me that you're a super hard worker and you're kind of like a master of your craft and you you're and actually you know what at the All Star game there was uh, people don't know this but there was some ice available in the morning before the skills competition and I was at the rink doing some media stuff and I and I go to the glass and, and Peron was there with his son and there's a couple guys but you were one of the few players who put on all your gear and you went into your net and you were doing a full warm-up and preparing for the, the event, right? That just shows your dedication. No, I mean, uh, I was in Mexico for six days or five days before. So oh. I like, uh, <laughs> okay. So you were trying to sweat it out. Had to sweat yeah, it out. You know, you know I, I want to take off those, those Coronas or, uh, or, or those tequila shots. So uh, uh, honest, honestly, I just wanted a little sweat and uh, get, get the feelings back because uh, it's, not, it's not easy to jump right into it and... Um, have a safe streak against those players what I had from me. So I just I just want to get feelings bad a little bit. Now what's going through your head the first time you step on the ice when you have six days in Mexico with all those tequila shots and you're like, oh my God, I feel so bad and I have to go against who tonight in a shootout? Uh yeah, I mean I had tough picks there. I had Kaner, I had uh Derek uh or not Derek, I had I had McKinnon there and you know what? I just I just went there, and uh, the first thing what went through my mind was like, hey, I'm just going to have fun here. That's for kids. That's 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 why you're playing hockey. I mean, obviously you can you can see uh, the kids who's joining playing hockey and uh, who can who can uh, looks at you and say, hey, he's my favorite player. That that's kind of why I'm playing hockey too. So when you're doing your pregame warm up there at the All Star game, at the end of it, who shot two pucks at your head? If you didn't have it, uh, like, yeah, no one, no one. So that's, what's that? What's that superstition? Oh, that's kind of weird. I started when I was in minors. Yeah, in, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. It's weird. Yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, no, no. Uh, honestly, let's start in uh, in the minors. We played. Uh, I think it was Milwaukee, and uh, uh, our goalie coach uh, Colin uh, Zulianello just hit me twice during the warm up shots right to my head, and I had a shadow uh, that night. And we were like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." And that happened one more time after, and we were like, "Hey, we have to keep it going." That's that's how everything starts, and we 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 still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shots are they? Are they like bombs to your head or are they just like little flickers? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was little flickers from big game. So, but so, so Goudreau shoots it. If they're flickers, Johnny Goudreau shoots it hard. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly, Sig is going harder and harder every time. So I think he's going to maybe uh, shut some cloppers on me next time. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. You played with uh, Mike Smith, right? We know him pretty well. He's same agent, obviously. I I played a couple All Star games with him. How how'd you uh, how'd you like playing with him? Do you learn learn anything from him? I mean, uh, that was the best thing what could happen for me in my in my uh, on 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 start of my career in NHL, right? He he's super nice guy, and uh, obviously he helped me with everything. Well, every time when I when I want to know something or I need to know something. He was he was here for me and uh, he gave me your tips and uh, he tried to help me with everything, especially with stick handling. You know, 
he's the best goalie with stick. Oh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So that that was, that was it. Excuse me? Are you good at stick handling? Hard to say. <laughs> I, I, I already made uh, so, some mistakes this year. So, I mean, it's going to happen if you're going to play. Uh, hey, I never more, played but... I never played with one good one goalie that handled the puck really, really well. I never played with one. So, there, there's it's hard though, yeah, right? That's like, true. Give, that's give, true. Smitty, give Smitty credit. He's the best at it. M&M oh, yeah, credit. for sure. For sure. But, I mean, you probably didn't met the good guys. <laughs> hey so talk about smitty so smitty gets traded and he's playing for edmonton now and you guys just have an unbelievable rivalry going and we had cassian on here the week before everything started again and we all know what happened there and then the game after the break was the game that everybody wanted to see and there was fireworks and there was a shootout and there was a stick toss i honestly i just i had my stick kind of high and I was like I'm gonna change my celly after shootouts I was kind of my my celly wasn't really good before and I just throw my stick somewhere and I didn't know someone wanna some someone gonna grab it like they did and uh, they did all show about like stick flip and I just saw article uh, how my stats looks like after stick flip I was like that's not real life yeah but you just you just want to celebrate because you're pumped right because it's a big win yeah, that that's all. I mean, the players celebrating goal, why goalie shouldn't celebrate shootouts win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think you're justified in celebrating that because you guys went in there in a hostile environment to Chuck fights Cassian, right? Like everyone wanted to, but he mans up, he fights Cassian, he does a really good job. Uh what I thought got the whole game going was Monahan fighting Nugent Hopkins. Well, I don't think Mons it- has had a fight before. Right, that that must have fired you guys up. That, that was awesome. I never, I I never seen something like that, especially from Monty. I mean, he's he's uh, our top player, and he's not on the ice for fighting. He's he's for scores and uh, and apples. But what he did, I think that pumped everyone on the ice from our side. So, do you want some tips on how to if you have to fight Smitty next game? Do you want to know what to do? <laughs> just, hey, you just... know what, <laughs> I I. I just check your fights. I, I'm gonna do your Superman, maybe. <laughs> that, that's not my advice. My advice is to skate at him really fast and then slide on your knees and grab his leg and tackle him to the ground. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I will let him know what you said. I think you got to take the fight to the ground. I think that's your game. <laughs> okay. okay. Thanks for advice. What about uh, Big Save Dave Jr. Your dog. Yeah, he's slaying right there. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, I mean, what 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 he traveled with us, probably uh, no one's dog did, and uh, he's flying with us in uh, from from Czech to to Canada every year. And uh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's getting older right now, so eight years. It's but he's still buzzing. Yeah, he looks. But you're he's in a lot of your oh, pictures on Instagram. Uh, oh yeah, I just want to ask you check my Instagram, right? I check you. I check everything on you. I got a police report on you. He's a creep. Remember, remember that one thing you did in 2016? <laughs> remember what that thing you did? Yeah, it was with you, right? <laughs> That's, you're, hey, you're quick. You're pretty quick. Hey, if you're going after me, I'm right there. I like, <laughs> I like that. So, you know, another thing I found out about you is when you were eight years old, you started refereeing. 
And then later on, you continued. No, no. Correct me. No, I, no, Fake that wasn't news. eight years old. I was, well, what was that? I think yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was fifteen when I started. But why'd you do it? This is what I thought was super entertaining. Uh, because my dad was referee, and uh, you know, uh, in that age, you're not making money, and uh, when you want to go outside with some chicks and uh, stuff like that, <laughs> you, you, you gotta need that, right? <laughs> so you got into refereeing because of the chicks. That's the first I've ever heard of that. That's awesome. Uh, not really. It, money was nice, so that's why. <laughs> the money was nice, eh? Yeah. What about how do you like living in Canada? So, because you've how many years you've been living abroad now? Three, it's four, three, th third, I think. Yeah, third. How do you yeah, like Calgary? Oh, I love Calgary. It's it's nice city. You know, just the weather is kind of kind of bad in couple in three four months in the winter. But uh, the city of Calgary is awesome. All, you always get something to do, and you can you can go everywhere. Oh, I said, just the weather could be better. Yeah, but you know what? There's worse cities in in Canada, and you know that, right? Yeah, uh, Winnipeg. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we actually we Kess and I lived in Winnipeg for and played in the minors there. Oh it's yeah, actually, it's it's sneaky good. The people are awesome though. Winnipeg people are awesome, and in Calgary, tell us a little bit about uh, like what's you guys are in a tight race right now. Right? How are you going to make the playoffs in such a tight division? There's like two points uh, separating five teams, right? So this is the time that I love to play and I love to watch around the league. So tell us about that. I mean, the hockey starts now, right? I, you you can play 50 games and you can feel like you're you're kind of safe, but uh, you never know. You got we got 20 games to the end of the regular season, and you know this is the most important. Uh, but the time of the season, uh, you have to grab every single point and uh, you have to work for it. And uh, that's that's what we trying and uh, we we working hard on the practice to show up uh, in the game time. So you guys, you're going to make it, right? You're going to carry this team into the playoffs? The, the fans at Calgary love the playoffs and they love huh, the sea of red. We had some, you know what? Kess and I used to get booed in Calgary all the time every time we touched the puck, and that was a lot because we had the puck a lot in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, Kevin, but Kess uh, for sure. I would get the puck and I'd go behind our net and I'd just sit there and let the crowd boo me, and then I'd make a breakout pass and change. Sound about right? Uh, yeah, that, that sounds nice. right that, to that, me. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice dream. <laughs> yeah, have you no, ever no. Obviously, obviously, the playoff thing is it's uh, huge, huge, especially for Canada team, you know. And uh, the Sea of Red was buzzing last year when we've been in playoffs. So I, I want to get this feeling back, and uh, I wish I can play some some games in playoffs too. Tell us all about your brother Tom Tomash, right? Yeah, I saw a video of him. He loves Harvey the Hound. He's an awesome guy. You guys seem like you have a pretty special relationship. I mean, I didn't want to do it like that public how uh, Flames did. I just want to do it for him, and uh, that was that was the thing. And uh, they they just throw it to uh, to the Twitter, and uh, everyone grab it and use that. So, I mean, it was it was awesome time for him, and uh, special time for me to to share this moment with him and uh, 
giving like little present to to meet Harvey and uh, I mean we're we're very close. We you know I honestly I can't say I had like regular brother brother relationship because it was something different between me and him. And uh, you know uh, if you get a take care of a guy like that you you're gonna you're gonna thinking about your life a little different than than other people so you guys still talk a lot even though he's he's back home right i assume yeah 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 i mean uh we are almost every day uh on the phone call with my parents and he's he's in there too so so we we talking a lot you're the big brother right i don't know uh, i hope <laughs> So you got to take care of him. That's awesome. So he'll get yeah, a chance to maybe come. Cool. He came earlier this season and he'll maybe come back again or how's that work? No, they uh, usually come in once, once in the season because, you know, my parents work in and it's not easy to take, take days off. And uh, so they, they come in, uh, I think March 1st or 2nd here, or, or right after our, uh, our trip. So it's going to be awesome. 14 days with, uh, with family and, uh, <laughs> And, that your, uh, is, that your, is that your dog? No, that was my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't talk to her like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, did Kesser did Kesser I ever score on you? Uh, maybe Kesser, but I'm pretty sure you're not. No chance. <laughs> no. Did you ever see me play? Yeah, I saw your last year in Spangler Cup. It wasn't really good. <laughs> not impressed eh no i just saw one one dirty hit what you did so not oh, sure. i saw that he hit the you european uh guy of canada right or, you should uh, be you, uh, you should be used to those dirty hits you see them all the time don't you not really you know you know the, the leak is a little different now than you played yeah i know it is a little <laughs> bit different right and what about the czech team have you played world championships or have you represented czech before yeah i just played two years ago at world championship it was awesome time for me uh you know the first time when i could put uh the flames jersey on on my body it was it was kind of special because i honestly like five four four years ago who's gonna say that i'm gonna be in the nhl and i i could play for a czech national team i mean five years ago no one even know my name and uh right now Everyone asking me if I if I want to play the World Championship or how how's how's the feelings to be starting goalie in uh, in NHL. So that's very special. So now everybody knows your name, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's big for the exit and anybody's name. He didn't know my name for the first five years. <laughs> uh. He didn't like that one at all. <laughs> you know what? I just hear garbage all day from this guy. Some of it I respond to, and some of it I just ignore. Uh, right? But that's what, what about uh, what about the Olympics? Do you want to? Uh, would you? Uh, would you want to go there as as like the NHL? Would you want them to allow players to go over there and play for your country? Obviously, right? Obviously, for sure. But you know what? You have to look on both sides. You know. On one side, you get national team Olympic Games, which is huge. But on the other side, you get NHL and you get owners who are a little worried to send guys there and uh, they can get hurt. And then you get 
the best moment of your season, the playoff push and or or the playoffs. So obviously, I I, I would like to go there and play for for my country, but it's not on me. Yeah, exactly. It's on uh, you know the PA and the owners to come up with the agreement next CBA, but. You know, I, I did it twice, and it's it's hard on your body. It's really hard on your body. So um, they have yeah. to go. They but have, at the, the same players, time, the it go. was a great experience. It was an unbelievable experience um, to be able to go and play for your country on the biggest stage. And I think it's great for the NHL to be able to uh, show their best talent um, at the biggest stage in a in a competitive tournament. You know, did you watch I mean, Na- Nagano? <laughs> yeah, like a thousand times. Uh, that's I was. That's the last last thing I want to ask you is who's your role model growing up? And I probably already know the answer. Do you? Well, I don't know. I'm kind of pushing. It. Was it Hashik? No. Who was your guy? Patrick Roy. I was gonna say that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I might see bro. him tonight at the Remparts game. You want me to give him your number? Your fake yeah, number just- or your real number? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Oh my god! Yeah, what sorry about that. sorry about that. <laughs> I I just write too quick to see get my number. I honestly I don't know why he didn't have my number before, but uh, it is what it is. So I mean, uh, obviously I should I should be that guy who's gonna say Hashik, right? Because Czech guy, and uh, that was the time when I was growing up. But since my first moment, I I loved uh, Roy because. Uh, I loved how emotional he played and uh, what what everything he did. So it's kind of like me. I'm I'm playing with a lot of emotion, and uh, that's 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 what I like about hockey: emotion, and you know, you you can kind of share it with other people. Well, you're definitely entertaining to watch, and you can tell you play with a ton of emotion. Just to tell the 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 listeners. So what happened is when we exchanged numbers, you wrote down you had like one number that was wrong, and I sent out a group text. And some guy responded from Calgary and played along like he was you for a bit. And then he started asking me questions that made no sense at all. So I texted your goalie coach, Siggy. I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, does this guy speak English? And he goes, yeah, he's probably just messing with you. <laughs> so anyways, then I get your real number. and But then the guy who I texted originally, he keeps texting me. And we were worried he was just going to show up on the show because he has all the call-in details. Do you know that guy? <laughs> Uh, no, but hope, hopefully, or I, I wish I, I can meet him because that message is very <laughs> awesome. He, he, was, he was absolutely pumped. Kevin Bieksa takes him and he is invited to the show and talk about the city. Yeah, he played along with it. He's like, I want, I'll talk hockey all day. I'll talk you into the ground, like to Chuck puts Cassian. And he was pretty funny, this guy. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That was, that was really, really cool. So it was kind of punishment for you because you kind of deserved it. I, I deserve it. But what I don't deserve is you coming on here and being such a good guest. So we appreciate it. Thanks for uh, for giving us a little bit of your time here. And Cass, I think we hope he makes the playoffs, even though he's on yeah. the Calgary Flames, right? 100%. Yeah. Just uh, just enjoy it, buddy. Enjoy the ride and, and uh, savor it because juice and i uh would love to get back there again and and feel that emotion and and play for a canadian city yeah thank you guys good luck the rest of the way david thank you all right guys and Cass, thanks for listening again episode 12 
Cats and Juice podcast. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Please uh, subscribe. Please listen to me. I feel like I'm begging. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform on catsandjuice.com. Right, guys? At Cats and Juice on Twitter. We have over 8,000 followers now, considering that Kess and I have over half a million combined. That's pathetic. You, you could get, get better. better. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> you got better. You got better, Twitter. But anyways. It's embarrassing. Do better. Go you guys there are- now and subscribe or follow. Do whatever you have to do, but just we need we need at least ten thousand by the end of the week. Yeah, easily. That's how I got onto Twitter. Kess and I were sitting at a restaurant slash bar. It was local in Vancouver, and I remember you're like, "Get on Twitter," and I'm like, "No," and you're like, "Yeah," and then you sent out a tweet. You said, "If if if I can get ten thousand followers to Juice right now, I start opening an account." Uh, Juice will start tweeting. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got me on. And then we got 10,000 in whatever the first couple hours while we were at the bar drinking. Yeah. And then, boom, first tweet came out. It was you. My first tweet, I think, was you getting an IV after you were hungover the one morning. <laughs> and I came into the to the locker room, held, uh, like the dentist's office, and Ben took a picture of you with like an IV. You look like a warrior, but you were yeah. really hungover. Yeah. Warrior, hungover. Same thing, right? It's the start of Twitter for all of us. All right, guys. Have a good week, Cass. See you on Monday. See you, buddy.